0: Excelsior, true believers, there's a new podcast called In the Gutters starring yours truly,
1: Wallcrawler One. And Turk 182 from the podcast Our Moms Think We're Funny. In the Gutters will explore all of comicdom from the depths of the Atlantean oceans all the way to the up, up, and aways of the expanses of the multiverses. We'll sleep, eat, and full bleed from
0: the local comic shops to the grave for you here on In the Gutters. Please join us for our premier podcast found on... Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Anchor FM, Spotify, and CastBox. Also, expect X-Men and Claremont. Lots of X-Men and Claremont.
1: Well, our moms think we're funny. Hey, it's I'm I'm Mr. Dandy, <laughs> <laughs> and I'm Mr. Joy. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Bubblegum Crisis. <laughs>
0: <sighs> oh, yeah. So uh, we've talked a little bit on this on the channel about our. Uh, well, this is gonna be a great segue, and just uh, did we dare I go doing it again about talking about <laughs> we always you know, call it into our the segue. Um, so, uh, I've mentioned several times on the, on the channel about how, or the p- channel, the podcast about how we, uh, yeah, how I like like old school anime. You know, Akomi is not an anime guy per se. Um, not to me, he doesn't enjoy certain anime or a few of them, but, uh, but he's not a, uh, an anime guy per se. And I like old school anime. Um, mm-hmm. uh, and one of the old school animes that I like is Bubblegum Crisis. I like the old style of the, the animation too. So, uh, just so happens that there was a, um that, uh, Vulcan Price was available on, uh, on Tubi. They, uh, <laughs> on the streaming, like online video, so I guess just streaming video, good platform, whatever. And so we watched an episode of it and uh, it was kind of cool. I love the, like I said, the old style of the yeah, animation. I, I enjoyed um, it a lot. So it was cool. So, uh, at the end of, uh, at the end of it, they played this song, um, called uh mr dandy and the lyrics are hey mr dandy hey mr joy (laughs) (laughs) and uh, to this day i don't know why it just shows called bubblegum crisis i remember somebody told me once it was on something they looked it up and it was like hey this is why it's called bubblegum crisis um but i don't really know (laughs) um so uh that being said you know, you always have, uh, with anime, you've got titles of of TV shows or movies that don't really make any sense at all.
1: Yeah, you know? yeah.
0: Every once in a while, you come across one, like, One Punch Man. is like, oh, well, why is it called that? Because he knocks people out with one <laughs> punch, you know? <laughs> attack on Titan. Why do you call that? Well, these giant titans that are attacking, you know, thing, and then people are attack them. So, you get, you know, ones that, you know, that, oh, okay, that makes sense. And then you get others that just make absolutely no sense at all. Yeah. You know? So, um. So uh, uh, so we were, we were talking, thinking about movies and TV shows and titles. And uh, for those of you who have not seen the documentary that's on Netflix, Electric Boogaloo, but it's a fantastic documentary, and it's all about uh, the Golan Globus uh, uh, film studio or production company um, that made a lot of movies back in the day, um, you know, Menachem Golan uh, and his partner, and one of the things they talk about in the documentary is how he would go and they would they would sell the rights to movies. Yeah. Uh, so they would go overseas and they would sell the the distribution rights or the the the, uh, the rights to. Uh, To show movies in the different like theaters or whatever overseas. And they would show them these movie posters and they would, and he would describe what the movie was about. And they were like, okay, yeah, we, you know, yeah, we want the distribution rights for that. Once the movie comes out to be able to show it over here. Yeah. And then he would take the money and they would actually use that money to film the movie. <laughs> so, they, so the movie had been made. He didn't have anything. He was actually making up the plot right there while looking at the movie poster. <laughs> wow. So I saw this movie posters with like you know whoever the the action uh, or the the. Actor, they had like kind of a uh, on contract. Yeah. So it would be Chuck Norris or whoever it is. And they would have them there or Charles Bronson. And they would have this. He would have a movie poster with them doing something action with guns or whatever. And he would just sit there and he would make up the plot right there, tell them about it. And then if they were like, yeah, okay, we want that movie, then he would go back and be like, okay, this is the movie we're going to film. You guys need to write a script about this <laughs> and go. And then they would take the money from that and use that to fund, uh, to to, uh, to to fund it a movie that hadn't been shot or whatever and they were making it was something crazy like they were they were making something like twenty movies a year or something like like <laughs> most studios don't do well yeah it's it's a fantastic documentary that's really cool I'll have to check that out so so with that is I was like hey why don't we do a thing where we just uh, instead of having a movie poster we will uh, just get a movie title okay and we will make up. A uh, make up a movie based off of the title.
1: <laughs> and, so I think you're going to do better at this than I am because I don't really do well coming up with movies on the fly. Oh, I'm sure you'll do great stories on the fly. I should say. Uh, so we've got a uh, we've got a name generator. We have a name generator from uh, Rugenberg.nl. It's a title generator. Awesome. So and, yeah. So we're going to use
0: that and we're going to generate a title and we're going to make up the plot. Of a movie right. for that for that title, this is gonna be fun. So
1: let me hit give me some titles. It has produced six titles. Listen, to this you're gonna die. I swear you're gonna crack up. <laughs> what? You know what? I'm gonna go with the very first title it produced here because it's really cool. Entwined ice. Entwined ice. Yes. Wow, that's a tough one. Yeah,
0: right. <laughs> Entwined ice. Um. Okay, uh, so, uh, Entwined Ice is a spy thriller set in the, uh, during the Cold War. And it's about, uh, it's about two spies. Uh, one is a, uh, one is an an American spy that's working in Europe and, uh, in, in like, uh, the, in England. And the other is a Russian spy that is also working in England. Hmm. And the two of them, um, uh, and they, they, they both, uh, they, they know each other are spies, even though they pretend like they don't. Right. Um, and, uh, and while secretly trying to like get information from the other one to do their job, but they end up falling in love and, um, and they, they, they fall in love and, uh, and then they, they word gets back to their, to their handlers that, uh, that they have to. Kill the other person. The handlers, of course, don't know that they that they're in love or or that um yeah, I'll even say that they're married. You know, mm-hmm. so they don't know that they're in love and that they're married. They've kept all that a secret, and so now they've both been you know, hired to kill the other person, and uh, and that's what they have to do. But they don't want to, and they're trying to find a way to not do it, um, but also like protect the one. So the American spy is trying to protect the uh the his say he's 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 because you he always said the, the Russian is always going to be the woman because she's just, you know that whole hot Russian chick, oh, right? Totally, yeah. Um so he's not killing her and so he's instead protecting her from the other American agents that are trying to kill her. And so she's doing the same thing with the Russian agents that are trying to kill him hmm. while not revealing to the other person that they've been um that they've been targeted to be killed by the by the opposing government. Okay. And then that is the plot of Entwined Dice.
1: I like it. Okay. So um, if you just hit this uh, "Give me some t- uh, titles" buttons here, I'll let you pick one of the six for me. Yeah. Excellent. Day. Yeah. Oh, shit! Can that font
0: be any smaller?
1: I need, uh, I've just been zooming in. Okay.
0: Okay. Give me some titles. Okay. Wow, these are good. Right? Um. I am going to go
1: with Fire of Obsession. Fire of Obsession. Okay. So, Fire of Obsession, predictably enough, would be a stalker movie. Ooh. So, uh, you know, it's, uh, it's about a, uh, a bunch of high school juniors who, uh... You know, you, you've got that one, like... That one really quiet student who nobody, like, pays much attention to or, or gives a lot of thought to. um a eighty two, Just like that, uh... That, like, really frail, quiet guy with, like, the glasses who wears, like, the long black coat. The guy that people would eventually suspect would be a school shooter, but, uh... Oh, no. the, the shy boys. <laughs> <laughs> he, he opens the movie by saying, I've been rejected over three thousand times. <laughs> One thousand times in person, two thousand times online. No 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 no. Um <laughs> No more, more like uh more like the lead guy from like Cruel Intentions but without the sex appeal. Mm. So uh just like that really quiet, awkward guy. And um and it it starts off just like it starts off kind of innocently enough with like, um, like this, this really popular girl will say that she's like the head of the cheerleader team or something who, uh, who like decides that she's going to like do this nice thing and, uh, and have lunch with the guy. And, um, you know, it, that, that like, it plays off kind of innocently enough and it seems like a fairly innocent scene but then, as the movie progresses and as and like she doesn't give it a second thought, doesn't really reach out or talk to the guy anymore after that, but it becomes very apparent that she's being followed and um, like you you start to catch on that uh, that uh, like she's you know there, there are vehicles following her that um, there are people who have obviously been like paid to watch her. Um, you know there, there'll be like a scene where, where she sees outside that there's somebody, like, out in the bushes watching her. And, and any time that, like, her family or she, like, gets close enough to try to see what's going on, the person's gone. And um, and so this just goes on and on to the point where, like, she can't sleep. She's, like, constantly worried. It's affecting her grades and all that. And um, and so, like, she asks her boyfriend to, like, confront this nerdy guy Cause I mean, you know, I, I, wait, wait, she
0: goes out. Um, she de- goes out to lunch with him. She's got a boyfriend. Yeah, yeah just to be nice. Yeah, right? she's just being nice. Okay. Yeah.
1: So, um, so you know, and and like that, that kind of escalates too and gets out of hand. And he just winds up like beating the shit out of the guy. And she's like, "No, I just wanted you to talk to him. Just tell him, you know, that was never supposed to be that kind of thing. It was just supposed to be a friendly meal." And. Um, but yeah, so like just him and a bunch of his like cronies just like wind up beating the shit out of this poor guy. And uh, and so like it, it goes on and on. And eventually, like, there there's a night where her parents like go out of town. And um, just as she's about to go to bed, she hears a noise down in the kitchen. And as she goes down to investigate, and somebody's broken in. And it's just this person in a hockey mask and, uh, not a hockey mask, a ski mask. And he kidnaps her and, um, just takes her out to a warehouse. And so she's, she's tied down and, and she's like freaking out and crying. And, uh, he takes the ski mask off and it turns out to be her boyfriend. And he's just been like unable to let it go since she had lunch with this nerdy guy. So he's the one who's been doing the stalking and the following because he deemed that to be a breach of trust. Uh so it was like it's like, oh the people saw you out with him and right. uh it was like how could you do this
0: to me? And it's like <laughs> Because right. yeah, you know, so, I'm so much better than
1: him. Exactly. And that's also why he uh he like beat the shit out of the nerdy guy as well. Yeah, got into your place. So um and of course so, you know, at that point it's revealed, Oh yeah, all all of that happened. And uh and uh you know, he's, he's the one who'd like hired the people to follow her and all that stuff. And, um, uh, uh, you know, it's k- kind of like typical Hollywood fashion. The nerdy guy's going to show up to try to rescue her. And, like, he saw the guy, like, like, come in through her window and all that. Just happened to be passing through. And he, like, comes and, and like, tries to rescue her. Clearly doesn't really stand a chance, but, um,. You know like like any like any good uh, like high school suspense movie m- much like that uh, what was that Brad Pitt movie a cutting class yeah cutting class much much like cutting class you know it's like he's it's it's gonna be like a kind of a situation where the bad guy's just clumsy and winds up kind of hurting himself on some like power tool equipment and so they they manage to escape and the the police are called on him but uh, but there you go. So that would be uh, Fires of Obsession, was it? I think it's Fires of, Fires yep. of Obsession. Fires of Obsession.
0: God, geez, what's wrong with <laughs> my mouth right now? Fires of Obsession.
1: So yeah, so there, there you go. By uh, Calvin Klein. <laughs> so nothing nothing too fancy. I told her I wasn't going to be super good at this.
0: No, I, I like that. I like that, you know, the, in the end it turns out that it wasn't a nerdy guy that was all infatuated with her. Um, you know, it was the uh, it was the boyfriend. yeah. And I assume you're going to add some touches in there, too, where, where like, even when, like, when she's, like, uh, when they get close to, like, finding, um, like, looking, assuming who's following her, like, the, the cars and stuff disappear. But then you do see, like, the nerdy guy, like, walking away or something yeah. because he's been following the boyfriend.
1: Right. But right. it always
0: looks like he's the one that's doing it.
1: Yeah. Just like, and, and he's so, like, shy and awkward that anytime she does confront him on it. He's just like, he's too backwards to even really say anything to her. So it's like, he never owns up to it, but he also never says no because he just doesn't want to be confrontational with her. Plus, I mean, it's not you believe him anyway. It's like, no. Right. It's not yeah. me. It was
0: Kevin, your stepbrother. <laughs> 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 Kevin?
1: <laughs> All right, not bad. Right. Uh, where are we at? Uh, where are we? I know at? we're so early. Uh, 15 minutes, so we okay. could do like a couple more uh, plots a piece here. Yeah. All right, let me see what I got here. I don't. I don't want to give you another really hard one. Um, I don't mind. I mean, it's 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 supposed to be like you know, stimulating my
0: creativity, okay. our
1: creativity. <laughs> uh, then how about silvery dreaming? Silvery dreaming. Yeah, I was gonna give you an easier one, but then you said all that. So wow, you got to give me something to work <laughs> with. Holy shit!
0: <laughs> silvery dreaming. Um, okay. Um, Silvery Dreaming is actually based off of a Nicholas Sparks novel. Uh, <laughs> that works. So, it's like shockingly well. <laughs> so yeah, so Silvery Dreaming um, is uh, is about a is about a girl whose uh, whose last name is Silvery. Um, <laughs> Yes,
1: you just kind of phoning it in here. <laughs> what? <laughs> it's
0: Nicholas Sparks. Everybody had to think too much. <laughs> oh, so yes, yeah, so it's uh, So, Jane Silvery. Yes, Jane Silvery. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, it's about this girl. This this girl named um named Silvery, and uh, and she's got a lot of stuff going on in her life. Uh, she's you know 23 she's um kind of had to drop out of college to move back and, and well she's taken she had to drop out of college but she's um to move back home to take care of of her her mom after her father died um yeah because they've been together for so long and like she's like the last of the kids you know uh, like she's like the the youngest of the three kids so the other ones are older and they've got families and they've kind of moved on. So none of them can actually move back to take care of, of mom or help right. help her because, you know, she's, she's, she's older. She's like in her 60s or whatever. Um, and so she's kind of dropped out of college, supposedly temporarily, so that, um, you know, so that uh, she can take care of her and then either maybe enroll in the local college which she doesn't want to do um, or, you know, just kind of drop out and then go back in. Of course, since this is a you know a uh something she's doing like a hardship she's got to do you know the the university is letting her do it but they're like oh but you've got to be back by this time or else you know we're not going to hold your credits or you know they're like this semester you'll have to repeat the whole thing and you know you have to pay for it all over again that kind of stuff right so because you know it's universities now they really want his money um (laughs) and maybe you get an education too but yeah (laughs) pay us first um so she goes back to to take care of her mom and uh and she's like every like everything is is so much harder now. Taking care of her mom is harder. There's all these different things that are going on, and you know she ends up uh, kind of getting together with her like high school boyfriend who stayed in town, and he's kind of made it like a little bit of a of a life for himself. But he's nothing big. He didn't go to college. You know, he went sh- straight from like graduation into the workforce, mm-hmm. and he like like now he's 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 uh uh works as an automobile mechanic and he's taken over his his father's um his father's uh shop and so you know he repairs cars he does a decent living and all that but then you know things are things are getting really kind of uh rough for uh what's her name jane silvery or whatever <laughs> um and uh and and she keeps shes she keeps having these these dreams and like in these dreams uh like her like her life is, is is like she'll have like a bad day or she'll like have a dream about about the uh, like the day or the week or everything is really great and then like the next day she realized it was just a dream and things are are like harder than they were like in the dream is like oh everything went right and now it's like everything's going wrong right. um and then you start to see that where like like there's there's this kind of like like a something's going on. It's like kind of confusing to her and, and she's having problems like relating. And, and then you realize that, uh, that she's actually in a coma. <laughs> like she, she was coming back to, uh, to take care of her mom. But on the way there, she was in an accident and she's been in a coma the whole time. Oh, wow. And so she's been in this coma and, uh, like the things that are, that are going wrong. It's, it's basically her mind fighting, whether to, to give up or to, like, fight back for, uh, to, to be conscious again. Uh-huh. And so that's what Silvery Dreams is. And then heard the guy from the – her old boyfriend from high school – is actually there. He's been, ever since he found out that she was in an accident, she's in that local hospital, he's been coming in and like, you know, like seeing her and looking over and all the, the the troubles, like, so when he's talking to her and he's talking about, you know, like the good times they had and stuff like that Yeah. and, you know, how it was like, oh, if you hadn't gone away to college, we would have, you know, I was hoping we would have had a life together
1: and, and oh, I Buck, wanted to if go only to, only you didn't like to party. Huh? I said, Oh Buck, if only you didn't like to party. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> uh
0: and it's like, like whenever you came over, Buck, it was always one thing. Um, so, uh, and you know how he wanted to like follow her to college, but he couldn't, and he didn't have any choice but to take over like the like the uh, the auto shop. And you know when he heard that she was coming back in town, he thought that maybe she would then understand why he had to take over the auto shop because it was much in the same reason why she had to come back to take over, but. You know, she just kind of saw him as like, you don't have any dreams or any aspirations because he wasn't as smart as she was too, but he had every intention of following her and it didn't work out. But then, like all the bad stuff that's going on is the reality of the situation, like, he actually has a fiance and she comes near and has like fights with him or whatever. Like, you know, why are you spending so much time with this coma girl and right. blah, 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 blah. She left you. Remember what? Are you still in love with her? And of course he's trying to pretend like he's not. And of course when her mom comes in there and she's like, Oh honey, I wish you were awake to take care of me. Things are going so bad. So all this stuff is, is like interrupting like the good parts of her coma where she's right. like envisioning this whole world of like what should be going on. And then the, the troubles of what really is going on are creating the, bad parts of her world. And then it's like, well, if I, you know, obviously if I wake up, then waking up is confronting all the bad stuff.
1: Right. But
0: staying in the coma, I get to have all the good stuff. Right. Yeah. So... Um, and and so it's like trying to get trying to get through to her. Of course, no one knows what's going on in her head. Because when
1: you're sleeping, there are no lonely times, only dreams. That's
0: right. So <laughs> it's them trying to trying to get her to wake up. But of course, waking up means confronting all the bad stuff, and she's running away from that in her head. And then, you know, as the viewer, of course, you want to be like, no, no, don't run away. You know, you've got to t- challenge it so you can wake up and have the good life that you don't know is waiting for you on the other side. And, uh, and of course, because it's Nicholas Sparks, um, in the end, you know, all the guys in the audience will be bored to death. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and they'll just be wishing, why wasn't I in that coma instead of actually being here watching this movie? The dumb shit
1: you do <laughs> just to get laid. <laughs>
0: So, uh, and, and of course, yeah, in the end she will, like, it'll look like she's giving up and they're going to pull the plug on her, but then she fights through. She's like, no, I've got to confront this. I've got to confront everything. And, and then she, she goes through and then wakes up and then everything's great and they get to be together and she takes care of her mom and stuff. And and the end, in that silvery dreams, that's beautiful. Thank you. I actually, I actually cried a little bit in my (laughs) pants. (laughs) (laughs) hate when that happens. <laughs> uh, what was it that Hawkeye said, the Age of Ultron? Oh, yeah. Bet you didn't see that coming. <laughs> yeah, just, let, just let that one sit in for a minute.
1: <laughs> yeah, boy. <laughs> uh, joke hand grenades. They're the best. <laughs>
0: yeah, I do like the stealth jokes. Hmm. <laughs> I normally, normally I, I, I do joke landmines. Where you step on it and you don't know what to joke until you take your foot off, but then you're like, "I really am not going to go any further into this joke." So the joke never goes off.
1: <laughs> did, I, did I ever tell you about the joke landmine I set for uh, for my manager at my first job? mm He was like, he was like, "Tell me a joke." I was like, uh, "You're not, you, you're not going to get it for a while." And he was like, "No, just just tell me a joke." I was like, "Okay." Did you hear the one about the cannibal who dumped his girlfriend? He was like, "No." I was like, y- "You will." And it was like five minutes later that he just stopped what he was doing and he looked back up and he was like, that's gross. Wait, what, what's the <laughs> joke? The cannibal who dumped his girlfriend. <laughs> 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 All right. Mm.
0: Um, so, you know, you know what? When you started that off, I thought you were going to go a different way. Because <laughs> you said, you're like, hey, tell me a joke. And you say, okay, but you're not going to get it for a while. And then you just walk away. <laughs> so that that's how
1: you keep an idiot in suspense. Well no, it's like you're like, tell me you're not gonna get it for a while, so it's gonna right. be a while before I tell it to you. Right. <laughs> and I think that'd be funny. That would be great. Uh, Alright, give me another title. We got a few minutes before we add break here. Okay. Alright, uh, and yours is showers of gold. Showers <laughs> seriously? No, I'm joking. I haven't even
0: pushed a button yet.
1: <laughs> huh. I'm I'm sorry, it means what? <laughs>
0: Okay, um... Hmm. I- I'm really kind of tossed here between The Men's Dreaming, hmm. Rough Thought, or The Wet Girl. <laughs> <laughs> I
1: mean, and, I it's am, all. and I am not kidding. Those are the actual ones that came <laughs> up. It's all pretty much going to be the same movie. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, those are the uh, alternate titles.
0: <laughs> I'm, I'm actually gonna I'm gonna spin again. All right, because uh, the other ones are something of winter, and that's just like uh, <laughs> the dreams of the truth. I'm like, we well, just kind of did a dream thing. Yeah, and then years in the destiny, which doesn't really <laughs> give me much. Years in the destiny, it's kind of like uh, like that the Steely Dan song, you yeah. know, <laughs> reeling into <the> years. Hmm, <laughs> smooth girls. I like that one. Okay. No, that's not what you're getting. Ooh, here we go.
1: Door in the Boy. Door in the Boy. Door in the Boy. (laughs) 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 Okay, so...
0: From V.C. Andrews, author of Flowers in the Attic, comes Door in the Boy.
1: (laughs) Billy, (laughs) open your door for me, son. (laughs) Um, so, Dorn the Boy, um, actually, uh, it was, it was actually, uh, from the early 2000s, it was an attempt to kind of capitalize on the success of Ultraviolet, and those, like, highly stylized movies where it's, like, all style, no substance. It's like, well, hey, as long as we have a lot of, like, really cool colors and lights, and,
0: uh... Oh, so Michael Bay film.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, Michael Bay is more just, like, explosions and stuff, (laughs) Okay. I mean, Ultraviolet, I would say, you know, like, the the main appeal there is that you've got, you know, Mila Jovovich, or however you say her name. God, it's late. Okay. I'm half asleep. And, uh, you know, you've got, like, all that, like, white and, like, neon purple aesthetic. Yeah, the, the, there's some, some really good visual scenes in that movie. Yeah. it. I mean, it's not a good movie, but, like, visually, it's, it's crazy. So, yeah, so that's what... Uh, that's what the door and the boy, uh, door and the boy is like, kind of playing off of here, and uh, it, it takes place in like, um, it, it takes place in like a really futuristic city, um, a, a very very clean futuristic city. Um, so not not so much like Blade Runner as it is just like you know everything is like polished and brightly lit and all that, like a uh, Coruscant. Uh, yeah, yeah, Coruscant would would be a good way of comparing it. Okay. Um, so, uh, Doran the Boy is about this, uh, it's almost like a retelling of Pinocchio with, like, a sci-fi twist. This guy makes a little android to be his son, and, uh, is, like, kind of like his adopted son, um, uh, not entirely unlike Astro Boy, but, um, this guy being a brilliant, uh, roboticist, the military really wants, uh, wants his trade secret so that they can start developing robots to weaponize for their military. And he wants to just use his inventions as uh, creations of peace. He wants to, like, better the world with it. So um, when he makes this android uh, son of his, he installs a door, which is basically, like, in this movie, it's just basically like a floppy disk drive. And he puts all of his blueprints and stores it in the sun and tells him that if the military ever comes for him, that he has to run and keep keep his door protected so that the military can't get it. So, of course, you know, at the end of the first act, the military does come after the old man, and they capture him, but the boy takes off and has to basically survive on his own in this, like, big scary city, and has to also protect his father's secrets. Hmm. So then, of course, you know he's he's trained by a mentor. He learns how to fight and protect himself, and he goes and saves his father. Not bad. So yeah, there we go. Okay, I can see that. So I got a screw question. I had to try really hard not to make that sexual. Yeah, yeah, I could see, I could
0: see <laughs> that. Um, so my question here for you is Doran the Boy." Um, and if, this is not how this was set up. So I'm just adding this in there. Doran the Boy" sounds like it would be more of a European title. Hmm. What is the American title of your movie? Ooh.
1: Uh. It would probably just be the name of the of the character, right? I, I don't know. It's your movie, dude. Yeah, I'd, I. I think it would be like um. Like what? Shit! I, I I haven't really thought of a good name here, but like, like Jimmy Sprocket Boy Android or something like that. Jimmy Sprocket Boy Android. Yeah. I guess it's a little close to Jimmy Neutron Boy Genius shit. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, hell, we could just go with the Boy Android, as the a matter of android.
0: fact. Yeah. That that sounds like it would be an American name to a movie like that. But like, yeah. Uh, boy Android. Yeah,
1: yeah. So, there we go. All right, Boy Android. <laughs> okay,
0: not bad. Not
1: bad. Thank you. That was a... That was, uh... That was a struggle to come up with.
0: Yeah, I, I when I um, when I saw that title, I was like, you know what, that's uh, that's going to be a difficult one. But that that title was kind of a it was it was too good to pass up. I
1: actually like the premise there. <laughs> I'm, I'm kind of I'm kind of into that story. We should do something with that. Oh,
0: see, so you got to be careful with that because remember, that's how. Um, that one thing started I was like oh I'm gonna do this thing and I was like oh you know what I've come created a lot of like really interesting ideas for the story <laughs> that I didn't really want to do I just <laughs> made up and now shit
1: I... yeah it's a slippery slope but I don't know I actually really like that whole premise it feels more like it would be an anime than anything but uh, I-, I do like the premise All right. All right. anyway but yeah so uh, so this this is fun but we are gonna take a quick ad break yep we so uh kind of have to. Yeah.
0: I mean it's it's the law. We yeah, we've got to we've got we've to gotta keep the uh keep the power on and uh keep the god. god and uh keep the uh the uh air conditioning going. Cuz you know podcasting is some hot, sweaty work. <laughs> especially the way we do it. Steamy steamy hot, sweaty work. That's right. I mean the way we podcast, we just create
1: steaming piles of work all over the place. <laughs> Right. So I just open the door and the boy, and we get work everywhere. Oh, God, yes. Get hatred on my face. God, so much hatred on my face.
0: <laughs> oh, by the way, I'm so sorry for scaring you earlier when I was showing you how to drive my car with my mind. Um... <laughs> <laughs> Look, Ma, no hands. Look, hands, no Ma. <laughs> Alright, so uh Ed? Yeah? Ed
1: <laughs> So we're back everybody. I hope I remember to cut all that out. <laughs> <laughs> you, you, if you don't I will. <laughs> you know what? I'm I'm not I'm not ashamed of my love for Susan Sarandon. I'm not ashamed of my love for Debbie Harry. So yeah. I so mean, we may just keep that in.
0: <laughs> yeah, just because, yeah, Susan Sarandon. <laughs> you know, this is one of those times where I can actually say, hey, I got a thing for older women. As opposed to the other times when I'm like, I have a thing for older women. And then I'm like, wait a minute. She's my age. <laughs> it's, it's like it's like every time I think about that, it's like the end of the of the Eminem song, Stan. It's like, wait, <laughs> it was you. Damn. <laughs> you <know? laughs> I'm like, wait a minute. Her age is
1: damn. Man, I, I don't have any problem at all with dating older women. Hmm. Hey I mean, ladies, who wants to come break a hip?
0: I mean, we're talking about like a Harold and Mollet
1: situation, but I mean, you know, <laughs>
0: yeah, I mean.
1: Anyway, so yeah, we're doing movies. Um, we're generating movie titles and uh, coming up with plots based off of them. Yeah, I mean, hopefully you didn't just decide to tune in after the commercial of the <laughs> For for those of you who just randomly slide the play bar around. <laughs> just happen to land on this side of the ad. Eventually they will get to something funny.
0: <laughs> and oh little god, did it's you re- been fifty-three episodes <laughs> too. And little did you realize
1: how wrong you were. <laughs> we're not even <laughs> consistent. <laughs> it's not it's not like we're consistently like Hit and miss, or consistently funny, or consistently unfunny. It was just like, <laughs> we're never the same twice. All right,
0: our moms think they're funny. It's a lie. <laughs> they didn't change the recipe. <laughs> they keep saying the same shit over and over again.
1: <laughs> oh, all right. So Turk, your uh, title this go round is Bound Sword.
0: Bound Sword. Yeah. Oh. Wow, I actually uh, I have one for this already. Honestly, All right.
1: sweet. Yeah, I'm I'm digging this. Yeah, I went with it because it sounded like it could be like a fantasy story or a, si- a samurai story.
0: Okay, so Bound Sword is about a, um, it's a it takes place in a feudal Japan, and it's about a uh, it's about a it when that sword it was, uh, swingers, but a samurai. It's about a samurai who um who's like kind of one of the the best uh samurai like in that region yeah and you know there's there's pretty much no one that can that can go up against him and because of that everyone has is, is been vying for uh like for his services you know he's um he's not a roni he has a master but it's like oh everyone's trying to kind of like like get him away from, like, everyone wants this guy. He is, he's that, he's, he's just that talented. He's that good of a swordsman to where uh, they all basically, there's been like a decree that to kind of keep this from going any further is that he's been, he's agreed to put up his sword and to never pull his sword again. Hmm. And that way, It'll stop all the kind of the the fighting amongst all the other, all the other towns, you know, for, you know, to try to get him to, to be their, their swordsman or or whatever. So, uh, but then, you know, years later, trouble comes to his town. And part of that is because they know that if he were to pull his sword that the penalty for that would be death because then if he breaks his word and pulls a sword one, he's dishonored himself that makes him no good. Mm-hmm. Plus you may have then have some people that would still be like, I don't care if you're dishonored, you're still the best swordsman, you know, ever in the, in, in the land. And so, uh, they come there knowing that he wouldn't dare pull his sword. Um, because then of course he would have to die. Yeah. Uh, and, 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 uh, so they go and they start attacking the town and, uh, and so he has to protect the town, but uh, but obviously he can't draw his sword. And if, at first he wants to, he tries to get help. He's like, look, our town is being attacked. Remember, I can't protect them because I swore not to. And then he realizes that um, that there's a, or it comes to the attention that there's a plot basically to try to get him to break his word <laughs> so that he can be killed because there's people that are that are wanting that. Yeah. And uh, and so no one is going to protect their town. So it's either your town gets destroyed or you'll have to defend them by breaking your word. And so he still he decides he's going to protect his town and would do it the best way he can without drawing his sword, if he can help it. Nice. So that is bound sword.
1: Very nice. Thank you. And uh, I I believe that there were uh, samurai who would actually, like, tie their swords into the scabbards so that they couldn't draw them out. So that would actually work with that, um, because then he is actually literally binding his sword. Yeah. That's pretty cool. I like that. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. I enjoyed making that up. Very nice. All right. So I believe it is your turn. It is. Mm. Wow me with a title.
0: I will do my best. <sighs> All right, um, let's see here. Ooh, here's a good one. The serpent of
1: the teacher. The serpent of the teacher. Okay. Ah, uh, that is actually going to be a mystery story. Ooh. Uh, you know, my first thought was uh, some kind of like fantasy or like like wizard school type scenario. That's what I was thinking. But, uh, but no, I I want this to be a, uh, a mystery story with, uh, with the detectives. So, um, it's, uh, it's going to take place in the forties, you know, not good old 1940s detective styles, uh, kind of a Sam Spade type character. And he will be examining a murder that takes place at a college. Okay. And uh, so it and turns out that one of the professors there at the college was murdered. And uh, the only thing that happened is that uh, a a golden snake statue was taken after the teacher died. So he has to... He has to explore that and uh, find out the reason why that statue was taken. Why the teacher was killed and
0: why the statue was taken. Yeah. Okay.
1: So, um, you know, it'll, it'll be a, it's your typical mystery story with a lot of misdirection and a lot of red herrings and a lot of, oh, you know, this, this guy's clearly the guilty one when he's not. But then uh eventually he will come to find out that there are certain faculty members in the school who are part of a uh of an ancient cult who um wanted to use the serpent statue in a ritual to uh to awaken their god so of course you know being being the heroic detective, he eventually puts the kibosh on that and manages to stop them but uh but yeah so not 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 my uh not my most expansive plot, but you know that w- that would be the gist,
0: okay, all right, so that would be the plot of the serpent of the
1: teacher, yeah, okay, not bad, all right, I can see that so de- definitely not my best, but yeah, no, I think it's a serviceable plot, and so you don't really see a
0: lot of like a... A lot of cult mystery type movies set in like you know like the the nineteen uh, it was nineteen thirties or forties forties yeah forties
1: like kind of pulp era yeah with the, those kind of detectives you and, know I mean that's my favorite uh, time period of detective story is like you've you've got those guys who like it's just after World War II or you have those guys who couldn't serve in the war because they like sustained injuries or something and it's just like it's those big burly like square jawed guys who wear the trench coats and the fedoras and like I love that aesthetic.
0: What you need to see is uh, there's two movies um, and I say, i got to think of what they are. Uh, um, you know, I've got IMDb open right now, so I'm going to pull up um, Dennis Hopper because hmm. I, I uh, actually one of them, I think I have um, in my, my watch queue on Amazon. Um, and I know it's, it's probably one thing that's going to hit me before I even see the, the, the name of the movie Um but it's um, crap. I keep it keeps it once keeps popping out. Has like once upon, but that's not what it's called. It's not once upon a something. It's um, God, it's it's from the mid to late nineties. Um. But the first, there are two movies. The same character. The first one has uh Dennis Hopper in it, and the second one has I think Fred Ward okay. plays the plays the character. Um. And uh, I'm getting closer here. Sure, so, and
1: I'll I'll just keep running my mouth while you're <laughs> while you're here finishing you your look there. Oh, okay. Okay. So the first one is called Witch Hunt.
0: Okay. And Dennis Hopper's character is a guy by the name of H. Philip Lovecraft. You're kidding. I am not kidding. <laughs> uh, it's actually. I mean, I'm not gonna say it's the best movie ever because it's been a while since I've seen it, and it wasn't. An, it was a um, uh, made for HBO movie. Hmm. But, um and this is why I'm bringing this up. I'm just going to read the description here from uh, IMDb. Detective Philip Lovecraft lives in Los Angeles in the 1950s when an ambitious senator is holding hearings on magic. Magic's the new influence in Tinseltown. Lovecraft is unique in that he is the only one who refuses to use magic in his work. Shortly after he's hired, he finds his client, Kim Hudson, accused of murder of her husband, a film executive. Philip uses the talents of a local witch, uh, Kropkin... To explain what's happening only to see her accused of the murder and sentenced to be burned at the stake. Reminiscent of Roger Rabbit without the tunes. So actually Witch Hunt is the second one. Hmm. Um, I was thinking that that was the first one. But no, Witch Hunt is the second one. The uh, first one, I got to pull it up here because I got to pull it up by the character. Um, uh, Cast a Deadly Spell. There it is. So Cast a Deadly Spell was the first one. And that's the one that has uh, Fred Ward in the lead. And um, and so I'm just gonna read "Cast a Deadly Spell" here. Here, so this one I said this one is the one that's actually on uh, on Amazon. Uh, but in 1948, Los Angeles, everyone uses magic except hard-boiled private detective H. Philip Lovecraft, who refuses for personal reasons. Lovecraft is hired by a mysterious rich man to recover a stolen book, the Necronomicon. Investigating, he finds that the book holds the key to releasing. Uh, they're a key to taking over the world by magical means, releasing the old ones. Huh. So they're not bad. They're actually kind of cool. Um, that
1: sounds really cool, actually.
0: Yeah, I, I dug them uh, when I saw them. So uh, Cast a Deadly Spell is on uh, Amazon Prime. Awesome. And so it's free. And it's got Fred Ward, David Warner. For those of you that don't know David Warner, he's done a lot of stuff. He is um, Billy Zane's kind of right-hand man guy in Titanic. Oh, okay. Um, or Titanic. Um, it also has Julianne Moore and Clancy Brown, I mean, so
1: Dang. yeah, that's kind of awesome right there it It is funny that you brought up uh like the or that these movies like kind of bring up Lovecraft because that's what I was gonna say is that like you know you do see like mystery stories with like in Lovecraft that um that kind of bring about cults, and yeah. you kind of see that in some Sherlock Holmes stories that there are like these secret societies and cults and stuff. But you really don't see that with, like, the Sam Spade, like, Lieutenant Columbo type guy of, like, you know, I'm going to, like, stand under the streetlight and smoke a cigarette and, like, flip a quarter. Right. And so I would love to see that, and uh, see that kind of thing there. So, yeah. So I, I also want to
0: mention two things. Um, is One is uh, Cast a Deadly Spell was directed by Martin Campbell. Okay. For those of you that don't know Martin Campbell, he directed GoldenEye. He also directed The Mask of Zorro. That's the first one with Banderas. Oh, that's a good one. Vertical Limit, which isn't a bad movie at all. And Casino Royale. Wow. So Martin Campbell's got some chops on him. He did a couple of movies that weren't quite as good. But, I mean, mean, those four, I think, really stand out. Vertical Limit. Vertical Limit's not a great movie, but it has some really nice scenes in it. And I love Scott Glenn's, like... Scene where it's in the trailer, I believe where he's talking to chris O'Donnell's character, and he's like, You know, my sister's dying on that mountain, he's like, no on that mountain you're either so he goes, like, my sister's trapped there he's like, no on that mountain you're either dying or you're dead you right. know it's like that's it there's <laughs> there's no two things about it
1: there's no traps
0: um but and Deadly spell has Lee uh Lee Turgeson in it, and I'm not sure if people know Lee Turgeson, and Turg- if they don't yeah yeah, I'm gonna change my name. But if you don't know Lee Turgesson, I'm only going to mention him because there's a lot of character actors out there. And, you know, those people, they just kind of skip right over them for the big names and stuff. And you know, like, some some you know people that are, like, really good actors. Like, um, I love Paul Giamatti. Yeah. Paul Giamatti is one of my favorite actors. And he is very much a character actor. He's not really going to carry a movie, like, all of himself. Maybe an HBO movie or whatever. But you're not going to see his name at the top of anything that's going to be, like, you know... Like, like a big summer release or whatever it is. Right, right. But Paul Giamatti is a damn good character actor. Even like Amazing Spider-Man 2. Like his... I, I am the rhino. <laughs> That's like my favorite part in that movie. He's like the shit. Uh, but he's fantastic. Uh, so you know people like that. But then you've got people like Lee Turgeson here who are really good and are very versatile. And I'm going to mention him because he is such a good... Like, actor, um, in the roles that he does is so versatile, but I don't really, I've never seen him really kind of get up there and get a lot of the goddamn, sorry, um, (laughs) and get and get a lot of a lot of attention. So, on this limited like audience podcast that we have right here, I'm gonna give him some of that attention. (laughs) So, um, uh, he's been he's recently in the um the Watchmen TV series that was on HBO, awesome, um. But a lot of you may remember him. And I'm, I'm going I want to make sure I get his name right. So I'm going through here on IMDb. Um, uh, a lot of you may remember him from uh, Point Break, the original Point Break, the good Point Break with Keanu Reeves and uh, and Patrick Swayze. And he played. Uh, shit, i I don't want to mess up his name here, because he had a he had a kind of a more of a girly name. Hmm. Ah, uh, shit. And, and you know, whatever I'm put on the spot like this, I'm like always like, oh, whoa, whoa, I don't remember. <laughs> um. uh shit. Because it, what keeps popping my name, my head is the other, the other character he played is the name but anyway. In Point Break, he played Rosie. Now, if you guys don't remember Point Break or remember uh, that well, Rosie was the guy that that Patrick Swayze's uh, Bodie was like like everyone else surfed. Rosie didn't surf he right. sat on the beach he watched their stuff and then in the end when everything's going down he's like look he's like, uh, he's like eh, she's not with me she's with Rosie he's like and Rosie he's like he's a single he's like a single minded guy he's got a one track mind you tell him to do something and he does it and doesn't let anything stand in his way right, you know right. and that's the character that he played and he comes across as this not really a psychopath but he's this guy that you know like you said you tell him to do something he does it so if you tell him to do a job that's a you know, a job, quote unquote, he does that job. Right. And he embodies that character very well. So the other thing that Lee Targerson did was he plays Terry in Wayne's World. Oh, wow. Terry's the long-haired guy that's sitting there. He's the one that operates the camera. Yeah. When he's like, he's like, uh, he's like, what, well, you didn't say like a, when he's the one where they doing anything, he's like, you know, three, two. And he does, you know, like, he's, he's also one that's sitting there he's like, I love you, man. He's like I yeah. love you too. It's like no, no, no. You understand? I love you, man. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he was also in uh, in Oz, the TV series Oz, the uh, the HBO <sighs> series Oz. Okay. And for those of you who have seen Oz, well, one some people called Oz a male soap opera, which I guess you kind of see it. But he was the lawyer that that was sent to Oz that ended up being raped by J.K. Simmons, like a uh, Aryan, like brotherhood guy all the time and eventually ends up fighting back and stuff. But, um but yeah, like, so he played that role too. He also played the role of Chet in the weird science TV series. <laughs> so he played, Chet, I mean, the guy is really, really good. And he's very versatile. And you seem to do all this stuff and you hardly ever see him kind of like, like, like I said, most people don't know his name, and but he's really good. And you've seen him in a ton of shit. And you don't really realize that he's he can go from one kind of character type to the other. And, of course, that's an actor's job. Right. But he's really good at going from one kind of character type to the other and uh, and, and really selling that role. And and I, I like Lee Turgeson a lot. I mean, I've seen him in quite a few movies, even just kind of flipping through here. I was like, yep, 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 yep. <laughs> um, And then, uh, let's see, most recently... He was in, uh, and I just saw it here. But uh, most recently, he was in another movie, where it's like, okay, there he goes again, playing a really good, you know, character actor, and it's kind of awesome. <laughs> uh, like, so I just wanted to mention him because I saw his name there. I'm like, yeah, I kind of want to give a shout out to him because guy's are a damn good actor. I don't know what yeah. he's like in person. He could be a complete dick. <laughs> I'm not saying he is. I'm just saying I don't know. He could be, but he's a damn good actor, and he he does a really good job of playing multiple characters and really embodying those roles. And you know. And things that you've seen him a hundred times and just probably don't even recognize you've seen him, yeah. So, yeah, just a little shout out to him for for those roles there, <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah, so awesome. anyway, um, Cast of the Deadly spell and um, Witch Hunt are both really good pulp character um, stories set in uh, in this case, the 40s and 50s, yeah, with magic, yeah. And I like it. Witch Hunt actually tells you why. He refuses to use magic. Oh, cool! There's a really cool scene, um, and it's in the trailer, I think, for it, where the guy has um, that one Hollywood guy. He uh, he has some people over for like a party, and um, and he brings like a, a kind of a girl out to you know for the guy to be the guy's entertainment. And uh, he's like, "What do you think of her?" And he's like, "Oh, he says she's cute, but you know, like her her breasts aren't big enough." And then he just kind of thinks the next, you know, her, like, vzz, they get bigger, you know. It's like, look, it's like, you know, it's, but it, the whole thing is like, you know, using magic in Hollywood. These people are kind of doing whatever they want right, without right. any rules. Anyways, it's it's, it's, uh, it's pretty cool. I'm not going to say it's the best movie ever. It's been a while since I've seen it. You know, sometimes you see a movie, you're like, this movie's so awesome. You go back right. and watch it, like, oh, I wish I'd watched it before I recommended it. But these are kind of cool. You got Fred Ward. You got Dennis, uh, Dennis Hopper. You know, like, how could you go wrong?
1: Oh, yeah. I like Dennis Hopper a lot. Yep. All right. Well, you ready for your uh, last movie? Um, where are we at? We well, might want to take one more ad break before we do, uh, our, do another movie. Oh, well, you know what? We're actually at 55 minutes, so we could just call this an episode.
0: No, I want to do one more. Please, <laughs> call me. please, can we do one more? Okay,
1: but if we're only doing one movie each, I don't know if we can really justify another ad break. I can justify an ad break. I can, yeah. I can take up an ad break in, like, every
0: two minutes if I wanted to. Shit, we're trying to make some money here, damn it!
1: That makes editing so much worse, but okay. Come one, on, I mean... One shit. more ad break.
0: I mean, shit, you think I was, like, making this stuff up for fun? This isn't fun for me. I'm trying to get some money here. <laughs> like, cash rules everything around me, ninja.
1: <laughs> all right, ad break.
0: <laughs> Thank you. And we're back. Oh, you better listen to that fucking ad too. Uh, they know when nasty. you're listening. <laughs> I mean, those, those guys are like Santa Claus. They know when you're listening, know when you're awake, and it's because Google's spying on you and selling all your all your data.
1: <laughs> all right, you ready for your last movie now? Mm-hmm. All right, you've got the touch of the alien. Uh, do I have the power of the alien too? Uh, if you want it that could be the sequel
0: because you know after all is said and done you never walk you never run you're
1: a winner yeah that's what Christian says god damn it I hate you <laughs> I hate you <laughs> yeah. oh. you got the touch
0: <laughs> don't you <laughs> don't you do it
1: <laughs> you got the power
0: <laughs> oh, you know the sad thing is is I don't think I could sing any better <laughs> you would almost have to sing better I don't think I could <laughs> Um I would I would I would sing like a I, I sing like a rec like a vinyl recording of an eight track. Uh <laughs> <laughs> Alright. All right, so the Touch of the Alien. The Touch of the Alien. Um Okay, so uh The Touch of the Alien is a um is, uh,
1: it's, a you ever, you know, you, are you familiar with Pearl Jam? A little bit. Not, not super. I've got their entire discography. I just haven't listened through it yet. Well, there's a song by Pearl Jam, um, called, uh, Dissident. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, and Dissident is a, is a really kind of cool song. It's actually a sad song, but Dissident is about a, um, excuse me, Dissident is about a, a, a dissident that is on the run and asks this woman for help and she takes him in, she's hiding him, but then like she gets so afraid of you know getting caught and what'll happen if she gets caught, like kind of like uh uh kind of hiding away this dissident that she eventually ends up turning him in. Yeah. And then of course he gets taken away by the police or military, or whatever, and of course killed being a, a dissident. Hmm. Um and, it's, uh, and so uh, so, touch the alien is kind of like like that story about the dissident, but it's about a uh, in this case it's not a, it's not a space alien. It's a uh, it's someone from another country hmm. that has come that is um, has come into um, I guess we can I don't want to put it in America because I think that's when you put it if no you know, I guess you could put it in America because it doesn't doesn't mean that they had to come in from over like a like a Northern border or a Southern border. They could have just come in like on a cargo ship or whatever, Yeah. but it's about a, uh, it's about someone that is escaping something from their homeland and they come across and someone is like hiding them out. um, You know, because like they, they're uh, they think that they're doing their right thing because they're like, Oh, you, you poor person. Um, And, uh, and they, they kind of hide them out for a little while. And then they kind of start to get scared, and uh, and the 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 alien the uh, you know kind of kind of runs away, and uh, and they tr- they actually end up tricking them into running away, going like oh no I, like they found out you're here you've got to go, but really they were just too scared and uh, and said that so the person would run as opposed to turning them away, and uh, and then after they after the person leaves they start to wonder about them like what happened to them are they safe and as they hear these stories on news like oh this person was caught here this person there when they were wondering, like was it was it them was it them and then they think about like during the time that they were with them like how they kind of like changed their view of like the world and their lives and and all that and it's like you know like did i do the right thing you know did right. i do the right thing by um uh, by um damn um did I did I do the right thing by by forcing them away you'd be just because I was scared um and like who knows what would happen to this person and it was and there was no one coming after them. no one knew they were there I was just scared and so and the thing is I I learned even that small amount of time I learned so much about them or about myself not necessarily because they were like you know like oh they the poor person I am mean, not trying to get into a whole like thing about whether the person like was like a They were. I'm not trying to turn me like Bagger Vance, you know, like oh, they was saying like, and they came and taught me peace in my life and blah 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 blah. Uh, But it was like, you know, they showed me like a different we the worldview or a different view about myself or whatever. maybe it's like, Oh, Hey, they, they told me that, you know, maybe you should put salt in your food when you're cooking it. Otherwise you can't season it properly. <laughs> and, and now, Oh man, everything tastes better. You know, just the, like something about, you know, just, they didn't know before about their lives, um, and about the, the world and kind of like open their eyes up to things. And, and now they're like, Oh shit, you know, this person, I turned them away just because I was scared, but, uh, but what has happened to them. And in the movie, you never know what happens to them. This person wonders the whole time, every time they hear about something that bad has happened to like, you know, whatever. And they're like, what happened to this person? They, they wonder whatever happened to them. Did they find someone else, to take care of them? Did they end up being caught and like sent back to their own country Were they killed, you know, whatever it is. And, and all they can really do is think about, you know, like how just in that brief minute point of time that they were there how they touched their lives and they changed things for them mm-hmm. and also like kind of like opened them up to like caring more about other people than just themselves yeah and that is the touch of the alien
1: all right i
0: like it that was a hard one <laughs> because i didn't want to do sci-fi thing so i want to do something different <laughs> i kind of figured you would go with sci-fi yeah and the bad thing was like when i'm like going with something different I'm like oh i'm not trying to get in this whole political thing I'm like oh <laughs> you know aliens or whatever but i just wanted to like uh like go something different and that's really the only way i could take it
1: yeah that works
0: without being et <laughs> or starman <laughs> or aliens Ooh, aliens. yeah Okay, well, it's my turn to—I yep. mean, my, your turn
1: to my turn for me, you to pick. Yep, yep. Give me okay. one last one, and we will call it a day.
0: Oh man, you got a couple other—they're really good. Okay. There's one called the Slithering Ship. That sounds like it would have been more like an Alfred Hitchcock Three Investigator story. The Slithering <laughs> Ship. Yeah. Um. So I'm actually going to go with, um, the destruction of the mist.
1: The destruction of the mist. Mists, plural, more than one mist. Mists, yes. Okay, the destruction of the mists. Nice. Hmm. So uh, on on the initial surface, this will seem to be kind of a supernatural thriller, but it's going to be uh, painted up like uh, like kind of a dorky comedy with uh, John C. Riley and uh, Owen Wilson. And so, like, they're kind of these um, bumbling investigators who are, like, uh, bumbling paranormal investigators who are trying to, like, get everything under control. So, you'll see at the beginning of the movie that there are these mists that are basically, like, these little traveling pockets that uh, serve as dimensional portals that allow, like, ghosts and monsters in. And so you do have paranormal investigators who are like trying to destroy these mists, which is basically shutting down these portals and they're trying to return the monsters back to their main dimension. And, um, of course you have like, it, it, in a similar vein to the other guys, you have, uh, just the, like these two bumblers who like fuck up everything they do. And, um, so that would, that's where you get uh, John C. Riley and Owen Wilson coming in as this team. And, um, like you you have this moment where like they they manage to recover a really important artifact that's gonna be integral to like destroying all of these mists and removing them from the earth, and then of course they like they like trip and shatter it, and that just makes everything worse, so now everybody's having to work twice as hard to try to quell this but then uh but then Owen Wilson and John C. Riley like start to see. Like a common thread, and see who the evil spirit is who started orchestrating this to begin with. And they know if they can stop him, then they can just shut down all of the mists all at the same time. And, uh, you know, be, being the bumbling incompetence that they are, none of the other paranormal investigators want to help them or want to listen to what they have to say, so they have to do it on their own. Oh. So almost like Zoolander with paranormal investigators. Uh, yeah, and
0: no Ben Stiller. Yeah,
1: some some elements of Zoolander, some elements of uh, the other guys, and of course some elements of Stephen King's The Mist. Oh, very nice. So yeah, okay, I, I dig that. So when you when you started it off with, I was I
0: was like, huh, because <laughs> yeah, as you were, as you started off as like it's like ah, I, I had that like kind of an idea in my head too. Uh, with like these like two angels that work for God. Oh, okay. And when God is like helping make the planet, he like he makes this new weather event, and then they accidentally delete it. <laughs> and, and, and it's, it's called the mist. And they actually delete it, and then they're like, "Oh crap, we've got to make it back," but they don't know what to do. <laughs> and so, so it's all
1: just a gray haze, right? So what we what we have is what we called mist is not exactly what it was originally intended. <laughs> and what's great is that that would still work with John C. Riley and Owen Wilson, right? <laughs> what did you do? What
0: did you do? Why, why did you delete it? I, like, I think it was. I think it was like it was like this or <laughs>
1: anything. Oh, horrible idea. God's going to be back any minute. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so the native, they have to fake it. They, they have
1: to,
0: so whenever he's, he's like, you know what? I think it's time to make it missed over here. I was like, oh, we'll, we'll take care of that.
1: <laughs> and they have, to, have to pretend to make it missed.
0: <laughs>
1: wow. I mean, I, tr- I tried to put it back together, man. But I, I didn't really know what to do. I just made everything all blurry. <laughs> It's like uh, it, it had lightning in it, right? And uh, and, and hail, maybe maybe some hail. Uh, and it's like he said it was something new, something he never seen before. Well, I don't know. Is uh, well, what if know. I just take this cloud and move it down to the ground? <laughs> no, that's a horrible idea. <laughs> you know, God's gonna be—he's just resting one day. We gotta get this fixed. Well, yeah, it's okay if we don't get it right. He'll forgive
0: us, right? <laughs>
1: right? I like it. <laughs> Your idea is so much better than mine. No, yours is
0: cool too. With <laughs> them being ball blowing paranormal investigators, I like that because I can see them like, like not really like being able to like stop the ghost or whatever, like get rid of them, and and then like sometimes just walking away, right? yeah. <laughs> like
1: ah, uh, yeah, you just have to live with him. <laughs> All right. Well, this was a lot of fun yeah i dug I, it i really enjoyed this yeah so uh
0: yeah maybe in the future we'll do maybe we can find a better a better generator yeah
1: I'll uh, be keeping...
0: not, not that that one was bad but like some of the titles it mean we try to avoid like anime titles and they all end up coming out
1: being like anime titles yeah
0: um but uh yeah, we will find and see if we can find a better generator and come back and do this again
1: <laughs> well this other one that we rejected using just produced the title uh, oedipus centipede international oedipus centipede
0: international so that's really not bad i like that one okay. uh,
1: basically that's a reboot of
0: uh the human centipede um but only the the guy only uses uh it's it's a group of guys that get together but they only use their moms <laughs> <laughs> and their their thing is like remember hands across america well it's going to be human centipede across america <laughs> <laughs> or i guess across the world <laughs> oh here's schindler's conjuring Actually, no. I, I guess I guess we use their dads because that way their dads wouldn't be there. and They could then like all yeah. ravage their moms. They can just bone their moms. Right, right. Yes. Yeah, so, Oedipus uh, was it? Oedipus, Oedipus centipede, centipede International. International. <laughs> Oedipus Centipede International. Yeah. <laughs> so that's what it's. It's, it's, a, it's a reboot of the Human Centipede, <laughs> where, where all these guys that have Oedipal complex that want to fuck their
1: moms <laughs> like lure their dads in and have them turn into the Human Centipede. <laughs> I like it a lot. <laughs> It had Schindler's Conjuring. It has a beautiful fiction Requiem directed by Spike Lee. <laughs> <laughs> what? Yeah. Is this tape directed by Spike Lee? Yeah, it you... does. Wow. It Sometimes it gives, like, a director or star to attach to it. So this is the, the generator that we didn't use. Oh, okay. Texas Chainsaw Assassin 2, Electric Boogaloo, starring Leonardo DiCaprio. <laughs> Schindler's Conjuring sounds like
0: Schindler's list but the guy didn't get the stuff he wanted. It's like he was like, "Wait, a minute. It's like, what's like what's on his list?" I of Newt, eel of what? No, I think you got the wrong list. And he comes back is like, um, yeah, we uh we kind of lost your list there, so I guess I'll just help the Jews then." <laughs>
1: I mean, might as well, right? Uh, it's like
0: <laughs> I was gonna try, like, do this, like, whoa, wicked spell or whatever, but oh
1: well. <laughs> All right, well, hey, everybody, thanks for giving us a listen. Hope you had as much fun with this as we did. Um, and there's there's lots of uh, of different types of uh, like title and name generators out there, but this one was the most serviceable for what we were trying to do, which was movies. But if if there are any good, like, specifically movie title generators out there, then let us know, because I'd be interested in seeing some more. Hmm. And yeah, I definitely think we'll be revisiting this sometime later down the road. What about, uh...
0: No. No. No, go ahead. No, I can't. think you can. I can't. (laughs) Um... So yeah, I, I thought, I thought that would be kind of fun when it, when it was my idea. Um, and I thought it'd be kind of fun to just make up stuff. And, and you know, we're doing it here on the podcast. So there's really no, no real pressure for us. Right. But I think it's kind of cool. Like the, the whole idea of doing that while you're like trying to pitch somebody in a movie that doesn't exist <laughs> and get them to buy into it. It's kind of <laughs> awesome. And I'm just going to say they like, like uh Golden uh, Globus made some horrible ass movies. <laughs> Man, I mean they they made some horrible you just watch just watch uh, Electric Boogaloo, and you'll see exactly what I'm talking about. Made some horrible ass movies. Um but uh you know uh, I just got to just, just mention this. Um Marina Certis is going to be at GalaxyCon uh, Galaxy Con Richmond. Oh okay. Um and if I were to go there and see her I would kind of want to ask her about Electric Bulu <laughs> but at the same time I don't really want to because I unless she'd be like oh god this again because <laughs> I, I if if you guys are Marina Sirtis fans you probably already know all this but um but uh Marina Sirtis had a nude scene in one of those or topless yeah. scene um because that's if you watch the the documentary you'll see like uh, they were all about certain things right um and uh, so, like mentioning that, I think would put in her mind, like, oh yeah, you want to talk about my my topless scene or whatever? Like, no, I just want to talk about like <laughs> like making it being a part of that that whole thing and making those movies. Like, what the <laughs> crap? Um, but uh, but yeah, um, uh, if if, like I said, if if I ever if I did go and like meet her or whatever, I would be tempted to talk to her about you know like the electric boogaloo documentary and like what the, what the what was that like Like being a part of that but um but yeah i, I can only really imagine like you know trying to like sell these people and you're just you're just spinning a story right there yeah. and try not and try not to step you know uh on your own toes and and you know say like they're like you've already said like this thing and then try to go back and be like oh no, no 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 it's not like that at all because remember this movie's already made right. <laughs> So, yeah, um, but yeah, I, uh, I, I think that, that, that's, that's, that's ballsy. That is straight up ballsy. <laughs> and, uh, that's some shit right there. Yeah. So, I, obviously there's no pressure for us, but I, I think we did a pretty decent job of, of creating some fake movies. I,
1: I think so. I actually really like my Android story. Oh, yeah, the, the door and the boy? Yeah. Yeah. I don't think I could use that title, but, uh. Why not? It torn the boy. It sounds so sexual. It does. It sounds really sexual. It does. That's why you should use it. <laughs> I'll unlock his door. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> I'll get, uh,
0: I'll over get that. Bend over and open your door, boy. To come out of the closet. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh, but yeah, it's it's kind of cool.
1: Yeah. Um, so that was fun. I dug it. Absolutely. I hope everybody else did too. Uh, hopefully, but you know, if not listen to another podcast
0: yeah yeah so that's the other thing you know um if you don't uh if you you don't like uh like this one you know check out another one i'm sure you're probably gonna find one yeah that, I mean, that you like in in some the way or bastards. fashion
1: huh there's behind the bastards Dakota ring theater welcome to night court welcome to night vale i mean Oh, you mean another one of our podcasts. Uh,
0: well, it was, uh, speaking specifically of, of our podcast. Um, Bye, everybody. Yeah. Those, <laughs> those people don't ever say, like, hey, if you, if you don't like ours, you know, if you don't like high production value, why don't
1: you go check out these guys over here? Yeah, just listen to another podcast. Yeah, yeah, none like, of them. Like, another podcast. Yeah, say another podcast. Far, far away
0: I, from here. Another one of our podcasts <laughs> would be preferable.
1: <laughs> oh. Why don't you just watch Minecraft Let's Plays on YouTube or something?
0: Ah, oh, no, don't. <laughs> Don't, even if you don't like our stuff, you can't – just don't do that. Just just don't do yeah, that. Yeah, why don't you
1: just watch Minecraft videos because they're for stupid babies. And if you don't like our podcast, then that's probably what you are. Yeah. Bye, everybody.
0: You can't insult the – you know, you, you can't insult the people that listen to our podcast and they're just like, okay, goodbye. No. This, this, this is why we don't have more viewers because you just insult people. Look, if you don't like our podcast, right, I would say give us another shot, you know, listen to a different one. Now, maybe not listen to the one that came before this one or the one that comes after it. Just kind of like, you
1: know, let's like skip or like roll a dime and be like, okay, now, you know, which one should I listen to, you well, know? I mean, if you don't like our podcast, then, you know, we're, we're interested in hearing why. So, I mean, I would, I would say that you like, you know, type type that up in a Word document. Okay, you know you're not about to say like, something. You're going to about say something insulting. Like stop. Co- stop no, just stop. like copy and paste that stop. into like a 9x9 nine nine grid and f- like print that out and then fold it up like, you know, stop. like nine times. Stop. And you take that folded up paper and you just like soak stop. it in olive oil for about 4 minutes and then you oh, just like take just that just paper gonna... and you just cram it right up your ass. You just you just wouldn't stop. No matter, no matter
0: <laughs> what, what it says. God damn it Akomi no means no. <laughs> When
1: I hear no, I hear now.
0: (laughs) So what I was going to say... (laughs) Yeah, go on. Yes, thank you. (laughs) What I was going to say is that if you didn't didn't care for this one, you know, check out another one. Maybe not the one directly after this one or the one that came before it, but check out another one of our podcasts. And we're sure that you'll find one that you like. If you don't like that one either, right? Then it's you have to understand that our podcast is designed for you know highly intellectual people that um, whose humor is on a a, is on a very uh, high end, sophisticated level. It's for people who are you know smarter than the average person. You know. Yeah. So I know if you're listening to this, you may not have liked this one because you just didn't like it. But the next one, I know you'll get because you're a highly, you know, a highly intellect, uh, highly intelligent person, and that you're, um, you know, that your your sophistication and humor levels are of the utmost. You know, they're 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 like way, you know, like over over par. Yeah. Um. And because of that, you get what we're saying, as where other people don't. So when you see somebody and you like, and you recommend this to them and they're like, I don't get it. Be like, yeah, that's because you're a simpleton. You, know? <laughs> can, you may not like an episode, right? But you get it. And sometimes you might have to listen to them and be like, okay, yeah, this one I get. The other one I didn't like. I got it. I didn't like it. Right? But other people, if they don't like it. It's because they don't get it because they're just not as smart as you are. Yeah. Because that's how we design this. Again, you know. Not that we're elitist right but we designed these to be for a group of people who you know who have a a certain taste level that's not being met by the masses exactly. and you're one of those people that are above the masses hey why does
1: dr pepper come in a bottle
0: um because his dick is too small to come in a can
1: <laughs> i was going to say because he's all out of tissues but okay i like yours too <laughs> So a lot of tissues and the socks are in the wash.
0: I don't understand. What's the deal about?
1: God, no! <laughs> bye, everybody.
0: You you just can't let me redeem the channel, can you? No, you're just, you're just like, you just you just just you just gotta drag us down. I don't know how I got in this barrel with all these other with with this other crab here, but that's that's not how this is supposed to be. And you're like, I want us to be more than that. You're like, why? <laughs> <laughs> we could be something great.
1: Why? <laughs> it's funny, Eddie. <laughs> oh. <laughs> you, you you don't have any any closing statements.
0: Actually, I was trying to make that the closing statement. I was just going to let it fade out there, but then you just kind of fucking ruined it.
1: Bye, everybody.
0: You can can push the end record button. I will. Okay.
1: (laughs)